you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you do need to snooze, we'd much rather you did that at home in a warm, comfortable place than in our pews on a Sunday morning during our sermon. You can always catch up with the sermon at least later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. Now, we want to make it really clear, though, that the sermon is not the most important part of Sunday morning. Sunday morning is also about the intergenerational community and the support and encouragement that that brings, hearing music, hearing kids be their charming selves at children's time, and of course, cookies and coffee after church. But we'll give you what we can. I'm Chris Marshall. And I'm Susan Foster. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada, the biggest little city in the world. We're not theological experts. We're not perfect preachers. We are your average pastors, helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. And we started this podcast, so if you're away from home or working, maybe the snow kept you in, or maybe you just slept in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon one of us gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we just ask that you would keep an open heart and an open mind. A quick note, we don't really think you have to agree with us. Actually, we really don't think you have to agree with us with everything we say. In fact, we encourage you to question, to disagree, and to figure out what you think. But in the midst of that, our hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So it is Advent. Advent, yay! It's the pregame for Christmas. <laughs> we are getting our hearts and minds ready Yep, for this yep. mysterious, it's, miraculous, it's, it's, incarnational thing, thing that happens. Um, and I think everybody kind of has a favorite part of Christmas. What's Susan, what's your favorite part, part of, Christmas? of Christmas? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, okay, if you weren't a pastor. If I wasn't a pastor... Didn't have to. No. Um, I, my favorite part of, of, of Christmas and preparing for Christmas, all the, of all those pieces, is I just really love Christmas Eve services. I have such fond memories of them as a kid, and I love them even now that they're a little more stressful. Um, but the, 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 the moment when it feels like everything stands still and we light the candles and we look at each other's faces and we sing these songs that, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people have been singing and, and remember the connection and the, and the holy and the divine among us, I think is like my, my favorite. That's cool. That, and you know, some good Christmas movies. Yes. Christmas movies. I think I like the baking. The yeah. Best. That's fun too. I am a big fan of the baking and the eating of the baking. Yeah. But I, I do less of that than I do of the baking these days, which is better for me. Better for us. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite holiday movie? Oh, that's hard. Depends on my mood. Like, I've already watched Elf again for uh-huh. this year. Yes. And um, I'm sure the holiday will be in, in rotation. Sure. I'm a big fan of White Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, I also love Miracle on 34th Street. Right. And I didn't realize how much I loved Elf until we were walking through Target, me and my stepdaughter. Uh-huh. We were on our way to pick out a Christmas gift for her dad. Uh-huh. And I said, where should we go? And she said, obviously, the toy section. Obviously. All the dads in my congregation cheered when I said that. Yeah. Uh, we're on our way and we pass the ugly Christmas sweater section and there's a sweater that says, you don't smell like Santa, you smell like beef and cheese. And I got so excited. I wanted to watch Elf and I said, Emmy, we should watch Elf when we get home. She goes, I've seen it. And I was so disappointed. You can always come over to my house. I'll watch it again. Yeah. Love Actually, classic this time of year. Mm -hmm. My favorite is The Family Stone, which is a bit depressing. Yeah. Yeah. But still very, very good and very funny. Mm-hmm. Very heartwarming mm-hmm. and has just enough awkward in it to make Susan feel very, very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. 
I do not like movies with too much awkward in them. And then I think the best Christmas movie that we watched this year was the new one that Netflix put out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it called Let It Snow? Let It Snow, yeah. It was really, really really good. Really cute. Uh, So I, last year, started listening to a podcast because there are so many Christmas movies and so little time (laughs) called Deck the Hallmarks. Yes, yes. And Deck the Hallmarks, uh, I will link it on the website, is a podcast. It's these three dudes in North Carolina who one of them really, really loves Hallmark Christmas movies. Yep. One of them likes Hallmark Christmas movies okay. And one of them despises Hallmark Christmas movies. Never enjoys this. Doesn't doesn't enjoy it. It, Which is, you know, I just have to admire his commitment. Because what they do is they watch every Every single single new Hallmark movie that comes out. And then they do a podcast episode about it. So this guy who hates podcast or hates Hallmark Christmas movies has to watch all of them and then mm-hmm. you know, he must take really notes. like his friends. And it's not like me where I put it on in the background and then you know decorate the house or bake or clean or do right. whatever I'm doing. He's watching, watching the movie. Anyway, this podcast has a bunch of different parts. Like they do a hot take. What was your first impression of the movie? They do an all the feels. Mm-hmm. What gave you those warm fuzzy Christmas feelings? And they do a what the Hallmark, which is. What are your questions going forward? Right. Uh, there's usually, you know, some plot holes, mm-hmm. some character development okay. issues in issues. some of those movies. Yeah. And so they, you know, usually have some questions. You have but, to, you definitely have to suspend your disbelief if you're going to watch too many of these. Hallmark Christmas movies. Yes, indeed. So I, uh, I've been, I just enjoy them talking about all of this. And, you know, despite the fact that one of them despises Hallmark Christmas movies and not all of them are winners, uh, they just enjoy hanging out with each other yeah. and... Sometimes they have a little too much cocoa, and that's kind of fun, too. Get a little sugar. They went up. a little crazy over the Kringles last year. Oh, well, I think they were sponsored by the Kringles last year. No, no, they just, like, they didn't, they'd never had them. And oh. Lord. Trader Joe's has them if you want them. They're okay. very delicious. Go All right, on. well, we don't have to do their advertising for them. But I always thought it was interesting that one of the parts of their podcast, every episode is called, Is This All the Feels section. And they're looking for those parts of the movie that give them the warm, fuzzy Christmas feeling right like they're looking for their favorite part of christmas in a movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know it's predictable it's they're baking cookies or there's usually a montage scene of like right. ice skating and snow angels and right. putting up lights on a tree and doing yeah. all of the stereotypical christmas things that are supposed to give us this warm fuzzy feeling, feeling. and there seems to be a moment in these movies where we go ah that is that's christmas that is christmas And I'm just wondering if one of the reasons why we get so absolutely crazy around this time of year is because we are chasing that feeling so hard. I I agree. I mean, it's 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 in all the advertising, right? It's all the you know, the Folgers commercials. Oh my gosh, the Folgers commercials make me cry. Right, the Folgers commercials or the Hallmark commercials. It's 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 all about are we really experiencing Christmas if we if we don't have any of those feelings? We don't have that warm fuzzy. And so we spend too much money on gifts and we spend too much time decorating and we spend a lot of time eating and cooking and eating and cooking and eating and cooking food mm-hmm. and we are just blitzing towards this if we have done and if we build it it will come. Right? Right. The worst theology in any movie. Right. If you build it they will come. We are blitzing our way toward if I have everything perfect, if I do all the right things in the right order, like the montage, if I yeah. am Christmassy enough, I will feel that right. if I'm way. Chris- if, I, if I get it just right, I will get this feeling. Right. It's sort of an addiction. 
it's a bit of an addiction. And and in the meantime, we're sort of blitzing past the All people around us mm-hmm. and everything else that we need to do. And so the scriptures for this podcast are Isaiah 2, 1 through 5 and Psalm 122. And they're both about the house of the Lord. And in Isaiah 2, 1 through 5, it says, you know, one day the house of the Lord will be lifted up on the highest mountain. Everybody will know, right? A way of saying everybody's going to be able to see it. Yeah. Everybody's going to be able to see it. Everybody's going to know how important it is. The house of the Lord where we live in peace with each other, where we're all, we all have joy together, where we're not fighting, where we're not bickering, where we're not where we can just be at peace with one another. The house of the Lord is coming. You're right. God will deliver the house of the Lord. And then Psalm if, 122. If we, if, we, if we just put in the right tracking number. Right. And then <laughs> Psalm 122 says, the house of the Lord is here. Mm-hmm. We have built Jerusalem. We have the city with the walls, with the temple. Right. We and it are, looks pretty. And it's gorgeous, y'all. We have the house, the house of the Lord achieved. Achieved. Yeah. Achievement unlocked. And yeah. here's the deal. Is that even within the psalm, towards the end of the psalm, the author of the psalm begins to doubt that that's what the house of the Lord actually is. They go, ooh, maybe we, maybe, maybe we misinterpreted this. They talk about this well-built city. They talk about the thrones of righteousness. They talk about this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, he switches tones and he goes, you know what? We need to keep praying for peace. We need to keep working on taking care of each other. We need to keep getting along and we need to keep taking care of people. And we need to, for the sake of everybody, we need to make sure that the relationships inside this building are strong because we could lose it all. And it's like towards the end of the psalm, he begins to go, we've built it, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't think that's enough. Right, right. Yeah, is, is building it enough? Right? Like, is, is creating the thing enough? Yeah. So so even in the psalmist is going, I think it might be more about the messy, squishy people inside than it is about the structure outside. Uh, and, and how many of us really want to deal with all the, the messy, squishy people? The messy, squishy people. I mean, like us, right? Because right? if we make the perfect enough Christmas, people might think that we're perfect too. And so this Advent, mm-hmm. we're talking about home for Christmas. And home for Christmas, uh, we've got our communion table. I never thought, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would be so mad at myself. I never thought that we would turn our communion table into like a fireplace hearth with stockings, Mm -hmm. with pictures of reindeer and snowmen on them and like glitzy uh, tinsel decorations and everything else, like a garland. It, It looks like a fireplace hearth, like out of a movie. Yes, it does. It does. Home for Christmas, like there's this nostalgia that comes for us around that feeling of having that safe place to Mm -hmm. gather around Mm -hmm. with family. And it evokes that family feeling. Maybe it even evokes that warm, fuzzy feeling for people. But when we talk about home for Christmas, when we talk about the house of the Lord, we're talking about is the squishy, fuzzy, broken people and not just the house itself. And so home for Christmas is our theme. And we're not talking about our homes. We're talking about God's home right? and the things right. that God wants. And so we go back to that Isaiah of it's a place of peace. It's a place where there's no violence. It's a place where everybody belongs. It's a place where everybody knows love. It's a place where everybody can contribute. It's that shalom idea. And yeah. it's a place where everybody has a place. Right. And so Advent says, look, this is what our world is like. And we see what the house of the Lord is supposed to be like. And we're not afraid to turn back and take a good long look at the house of the Lord and maybe take a step in that direction Mm -hmm. to get the world where we are a little bit more like the world that we know it's supposed to be like. 
And for us to go home again is to make sure that God's house is for all, which means that safety, security, and peace is for all. So our Home for Christmas challenge for our congregation this year is to raise enough money to buy a tiny house right. for somebody who doesn't have a home. Right. Um, we're doing this through Hope Springs, through Northern Nevada Hopes. Uh, a tiny home costs about $6,500. Uh, for $10,000, you ensure staffing for the person who lives inside the home, which includes a social worker and somebody checking on their mental health and all of that. All of those services that surround somebody to help them not just not sleep on the street, right. but also find some stability and some security and a, and a solid platform to move forward from. And so Home for Christmas for us is about making sure that all of those things that we aspire to, we can't do all of it. We have limited resources, but we have resources. Right. So how do we share what we have to do what we can to help us take one more step towards this house of the Lord feeling? Because we can go crazy chasing a feeling. Right. Or we can just do what we know God wants us to do. Pay attention to the people who are right in front of us. And trust that when we're doing that, the house of the Lord, the community of God will show up right. around us. And maybe in a way we didn't expect. In a way we wouldn't plan, in a way we wouldn't have, 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 have made provision for. In a way we would never capture in a montage scene in a Hallmark mm-hmm. movie. Exactly, exactly. But if um, we just do the next right thing, like Frozen 2, right? Right, right. The next That's right thing, and the next right, right thing, thing, and the next right thing, uh, we can trust that we are building the house of the Lord. And so... I guess my hope for everybody this season is that we can look at the way things should be and just take a step in that direction. We don't have to do it all. Right. We're not talking about overnight miracles, magic wand. Fixing people's lives forever. Right. We're We're just talking talking about about doing what we can do to keep people from being in total pain and isolation. Right. So how do we reconnect to what's right in front of us? To who is right in front of us? And so, uh, you know, the messy, squishy people in your life... I hope that you find ways to let your preparations for Christmas enhance your experience with them rather than control your experience with them. Um, right. That you'll find a way to see yeah. the messiness right. that maybe, they bring maybe with let them. them. Maybe let the cookies be a little messy this year, but yeah. they're just as delicious. They're just as good. Let the messiness happen. Yeah. And also trust that God is working in the middle of that messiness. Yeah. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate, uh, shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com or find us on sundaymorningsleepin.com. We appreciate your listening to us and and, uh, hope that you are enjoying this greatly. And the theme music you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jasmine. Uh, You've already heard that the scripture for this episode is Isaiah 2, 1 through 5, and Psalm 122. And I'll post links to those on the website, sundaymorningsleepin.com, to find this episode um, there. I'll also post a link to the Deck the Hallmarks podcast, which you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, It's entertaining. You know, you might enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, It's clean, so you can listen to it with kids in the car. Yeah. That's important to, to point out. At the end of every podcast, we like to send you out with a blessing. And uh, the blessing that I have for you is just that you're already blessed. So Mm -hmm. don't miss what's going on around you. Amen. Uh, God is already present. uh, Even before the garlands are perfectly hung and the turkey is perfectly cooked and everything else is perfectly accomplished, uh, God is trying to build the house of the Lord in you and in your community, as messy and squishy as they might be. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. Keep your eyes open. 
and pay attention to those moments when you can be a person of peace, be a person of generosity, be a person of love, be a person of hope, be a person of joy. Amen. Amen. Amen.